Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, uh, NFL podcast made in Scotland by N- by Gridiron lovers. I have absolutely mangled that introduction. My name is Keith McGinty. I am your host, and this is the reason why you've not seen me for the past month is because. I'm absolutely honking at it. Thankfully, though, I've got some of the finest crew members uh, around and available tonight to help me through and get my my, my sea legs again. Um, first up, I've got Scud. Not since uh, Patrick Houston stag do in 2012, was that 2011? Has uh, uh, someone stunk up Germany so badly than the Patriots did last weekend, and we cleared a, a room out with our most like Jagger dance. Um, I've got Scud. Scud, welcome, buddy. How are we? I'm good, buddy. Glad to be back again. Well, don't worry, you'll get there. We'll, we'll be gentle with you today. Seriously, I feel like Kyler Murray here. I'm just like bouncing about the place. I've nowhere to go. I don't know what's happening yet. Um, and true salute to service style, Dan's went all G.I. Jane with his haircut there, looking good. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Cowboys fan Dan. How are we, mate? I'm good, mate. Yourself, I'm a bit, I said earlier on before we came on, I'm a bit all out of sorts. You're in my box tonight, that's not my seat. I'm a bit, a bit uh, perplexed, that's actually getting introduced. I'm getting introduced tonight, which is unusual. Glad to be here with you. my seat warm for me, buddy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here tonight without the pressure of having to host, so we'll see how this goes. And joined now. <laughs> and joined. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by the biggest dober in Hamilton. Uh, it's Craig Spudger. How are we, buddy? How are we doing? I'm never going to get tired of uh, being introduced as a massive dober. <laughs> That's it. Pre- president of the uh, Joshua Dobbs fan club, uh, Hamilton branch. That's me. I'm doing good, mate. Good to be back in the pod. Gutted I missed last week to uh, talk talk about last week's games, but uh, the boys, boys did a cracking job without me, so... Aye, good to be back and have a blather about this week. I have to say, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to the podcast. Dan, you've been doing a great job. The guys have been have been brilliant. I think we're getting into a wee bit more of a routine and the, the regular uh, guys on different podcasts. It seems to be working a wee bit well for us. If you're enjoying that, please let us know. You can find us on uh, X, formerly Twitter, at Gridiron Crew. We're on Instagram, Twitch, Threads. We're all over the place. Um but we're also no, joined. I don't just keep hosting. He's talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, we're also joined by a special guest this evening, um, Brad Sancox from uh, the Great British Chief Show on Arrowhead Pride is joining us tonight. Brad, welcome to the podcast. It's your returning uh, time you've been with us before. Yeah, yeah, uh, returning guests. So, uh, do I get a, like a golden football or something like that? Oh, I think I think we'll need to get. We'll it's need a hat trick ball. You need to come back again. A golden deep fried Mars bar. We'll get one of them sent. <laughs> yeah, you were last on. You were last on the run up to the the Super Bowl. So, must be very happy memories for you being on the podcast. I, I've survived another game of the Chiefs giving me or trying to give me another heart attack, and uh, it, it, you couldn't get a bigger heart attack than halftime at uh, in the Super Bowl. It was it was terrible, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was just your swift performing, was it not? This was sorry, <laughs> thoroughly. That not just be a swift performing at half thing you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if she hey, if she's there this year, it'd be great. It'd be like a family reunion, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Be hilarious if TL Swift made it to the Super Bowl and the Chiefs didn't. <laughs> 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 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's still a long way to go. That actually leads us into the, the the first part we're going to talk about with our kickoff question. But before we do that, um, I wanted to just highlight and um, just send our condolences to Claire De Bear. Um, since we've been doing the podcast, which is just over a year ago, um, we've grown, but we've been very fortunate to get in touch with some people in the the NFL community in the UK and Brad, you've been one of them. You've been great with us, um, as has Claire. And Claire helped us out a couple of weeks ago with uh, a, a giveaway, um, which she helped put on uh, for us. Claire is just a wonderful, kind person and sadly lost her mum during that week when we were doing our, our giveaway. She's got such a devotion to the, the, the fans in the UK that she... She wanted to make sure that the draw was still done and she went ahead with it. We were asking her just to, to take a wee bit of time. Just there's more important things in football. But the the character that you guys all see, Claire the Bear, at games and on Twitter and that is just a, a small indication of the kindness and the love that her mum has just given to her. And she's a wonderful, wonderful person. And we're all very much thinking about you, Claire, and wish you all the, the best to you and your, your family. So, again, thanks very much to her. Delighted for the, the winner. I need to get them um, wee pictures of what they've actually received and some of their little Scottish goodies that we, we got in there as well, but could not have done it without Claire. Um, and very much thinking about you. Um, yeah. As we mentioned, yeah, she's been great with us. Um, as we, we, we mentioned there, we are doing our kickoff question. We are just over halfway through the, the season. It has absolutely flown in. I, I don't know if you guys remember the dark, dark days of the off season and how week to week we were maybe struggling to find. There was always a few things and we had some great discussions, but it felt like the season was miles away. But in week 11, yeah. this is ridiculous. Oh. With yeah. the extended uh, league as well. So it's just about halfway through, looking forward to the... The next half here. Just wait. Just take a wee bit of chance to take a bit of stock and and have a wee look back at some of the fantastic plays that we've had, some fantastic players. And I'm wanting to ask you guys who your gridiron crew MVP so far is, because we're, we're halfway there. There's still plenty of time for players to to rise. We've seen a few rise in the past couple of weeks. Um, Scud, I'm going to come to you first of all. Who has been your your MVP so far? There's a lot to choose from. Um, I don't want to go with quarterback. There's plenty, a lot of quarterbacks out there, like your Hurts, Mahomes, even Stroud. But I think if I was to go for it, and just purely for offense here, the MVP is always a quarterback. But I would like to see yeah. it refreshing if someone like, like CMC or Hill got it. Just for what they're doing in their respective, with their respective teams is phenomenal. CMC is the heartbeat of that, the, the 49ers team, and Hill is just electric. I thought I thought he would dip. I said it. I thought he would dip down when he left my homes in Kansas City, but it's been far from the case. And yeah. he's looking to set record pace this year for receiving yards and touchdowns and that. So I'd like to see it be one of those guys. So that's I know that's two, but to me, it'd be something I would like to see something different from the norm away from a quarterback. And there's lots of players on the defensive side of balls I can go into as well, but I th- I'll stick with those two to start with. Um. With Tyreek Hill and with the, with two of the, the yards that he's had already this season, that's what many players would aspire to get for the, the full season. He's, he's been ridiculous so far. Um, great choice. So are you picking one out of the two of them? Is, that, or is there one you would think eeks just ahead um, from 
Mickey Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill? Who you who you if I'm putting you on the spot, who you picking there, Scott? I would say if you go to the most valuable player, I think CMC is more valuable to San Francisco and Hill is to the Dolphins, so I'll go with CMC. Fantastic. Amazing. We're going for the running back there, who of course just don't get paid and don't get cherished enough for the <laughs> the hard work that they that they do. Uh, Dan, I'll come to you and then Brad next. Dan, who are you taking for your Gridiron Crew MVP so far? I think so far, I don't think coming into the season he's going to be in the conversation, but so far, where he's got to, what he's done for his team this season, uh, we discussed him last week. We gave him a lot of love in the podcast because Miles Garrett, uh, he, he's just been an absolute beast this season. Um, I think that at Cleveland D, we discussed him a lot last week. They are very, very good, but he is just an absolute athlete, and he probably is. We could say he's, he's up there for maybe joint second for defensive player of the year, but he's, he's I think his season so far is MVP caliber. Um, I don't think it'll be at the end of the season, but so far, I'm going to go Miles Garrett. Absolutely. I think that one of the, the plays of the season so far was the the leaping over the offensive line just to get that block and the, the field goal was just utterly ridiculous. A one-footed jump as well. He didn't even jump off. He yeah. jumped off one foot. It's just mental. Incredible. Incredible. Brad, what about yourself? Who is the MVP and why is the um, uh, Pat Mahomes. Sorry, mind why, blank there. Why is it Pat Mahomes? <laughs> why is it Pat Mahomes? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to say Pat Mahomes, actually. Um, I think he has actually struggled quite a bit this year uh, as Patrick Mahomes. He's not his vintage Mahomes at the minute, but um, yeah. Dan's, Dan's actually stolen my um, my MVP candidate there. Has been absolutely lights out. He's a game wrecker. I love watching him whenever we, whenever the Browns are on the on, you know playing on the on the, any of the games. I always try and look out for him and it, because he's he is an absolute game wrecker at the minute. But um, if I had to choose somebody different, I think with the way that the Eagles have been positioned at the minute um, mm-hmm. and the way that Jalen Hurts has been playing recently, um, just he's just not missed a beat since the uh, the defeat in the uh, in the Super Bowl. So um, I, I think. He's really kind of taking it on himself to really kind of make this Eagles team go back there um, and maybe do it, do the whole hog this time, you know. So I, I think probably Jalen Hurts is probably a good shout as well. Yeah, Brian and uh, and um, Kev on the review crew um, have, have consistently said just how the, the Eagles have been just bubbling along. They've not been fantastic, but they've been doing just enough to get um, by. And, and that is credit to, to Hurts. I like that you had to go for Hurts just to get the wee dig in that you uh, beat him <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That was, that was, that was nicely done. Very smooth. Very smooth. Um, Craig, what about yourself? Well, I was in the same boat as Scud, to be honest. I, I had CMC uh, and I was between him and Tyreek Hill as well. Um, the one thing I'll say about CMC, I was, I was gutted for him last week, uh, weekend, not getting his touchdown. They tried so hard to keep his uh, touchdown streak going. Um, yep. So that's him. He's, he's, he's washed up now. Waiver wire material next weekend. Um, <laughs> the streak's broken. But yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I would, I would go for him, but just to throw in something different. And again, yeah, we've, we've talked about how quarterbacks are always generally the nominations, but... I've just been so impressed by by Stroud. I think he's an absolute shoe in for rookie of the season. We talked about it in the chat um, earlier on before we came on the pod. 
Stroud yeah. has just been fantastic to watch for the Texans. They have been completely revitalised. Him at him at quarterback's been sensational. So um, if he can continue, you know, the numbers he's putting up, the number of touchdowns he's, he's averaging, if he can consistently deliver that in the second half of the season, the way he has in the beginning of the season, he he for me would absolutely be my my player of the year. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to a love for the number two pick. Um, I think it, between them and uh, I think it was it was a tight one to see who was going to go first in the, the overall draft. But um, I, he's done everything he can just to to really help um, rejuvenate those um, Houston Texans. Um, Demeco Ryan certainly gets that a lot of credit there too, and and bring them through. But he's got a couple of good. Um, old heads around them, which is helping bring them yep. through. What about any 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 outlandish wides um, shouts out there that you out of nowhere <laughs> might rise in the last couple of Absol- games? Absolutely, come on, Josh Dobbs is going to be the player of the second half of the season. <laughs> come on, absolutely has to be. This is the, the mid mid season uh, award show. It's got to be Dobbs. Dobbs has just done not 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 for one team, but for two teams. He's he's been able to help lift them up and give them a a chance. Um, well, what a, what a season the guys having. I hope it does continue, especially as the the Vikes are on about a march now. Did you say Craig? It's five games unbeaten. Five games, yeah, longest winning streak in the NFL at the moment. Five games, um, and. Yeah, we're going to see we're up against the team with the second longest win streak of three games in the NFL this week, uh, Denver Broncos, who uh be an interesting one. But yeah, let's see what happens in Monday Night Football. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Any other um, out left field suggestions at all? Keith, you can't, you can't even throw that out there and me not go for my usual homer pick. I've got it's, it's tradition. <laughs> I can't Which not pick. I would go CD Lamb. I, th- I think CD Lamb has turned up this season big time, and if he can keep this pace going, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to win MVP. It's, I'm obviously just being a bit uh, silly with that one, but um, he's, he's turned up big time for us this year. And I think if he can keep the pace going, then he's not going to hit Tyreek Hill type numbers, but he's he's going to become yeah. one of the top receivers by the end of the season if he keeps going the way he's going. Certainly has. I think he's got a wee record going just now for these uh, number of receptions the past couple of games as well. The guy's just been doing terrific. Would it be Pollard if he could get over that line into the end zone? Um, <laughs> if you get past the line of scrimmage, then I mean, into the end zone. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, obviously, I'm not going to do it. I know what's happened to Tony Pollard this year, but he's uh, uh, nah, he'd be seen maybe more pass orientated this year, which is obviously working to an extent. It's Helping working. see the alarm anyway, so I'm, I'm not complaining. It would be Deuce, uh, Deuce Vaughan. I thought we were with high hopes for him. I see he's um, I the, the punt returner. Uh, it looks like Rico Dowdles kind of has took a big step up. Um, he, had a, he had a good game last week. I've not got his numbers to hand, but he had a, watching the game last week, he had a good break uh, through runs and stuff like that. So he's obviously edged them out a wee bit. And I think what helps Dowdle as well is probably with Tony Pollard, he's more of the speed back. Dowdle gives us a bit more power. I think that's yeah. probably what's edged them out uh, over, over Deuce Vaughan. But this is still this. He's he's around for a while. I'm not worried about him. Good, good. Anyone else, Brad? Scud? Mike Jones? No, sorry. 
I really think of anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Just, just stand out the world now. Just get to Mac Jones. <laughs> Definitely MVP for all the other teams that they're playing against. Absolutely. Um, he's just he's just really giving the the cornerback some and safety some uh, a little bit of fluffing to their their stats this year, aren't they? I suppose him and Josh Allen yeah. are doing that. He's the he's the land. MVP most most villainous patriot. <laughs> hey. Hey. Very good, very good, fantastic. And um, we will start then having a wee look. We're going to have a deep dive into three of the top most interesting games that we think for the the week ahead in week eleven, and we're going to start with. The Eagles traveling to see the, the Chiefs. Um, Brad, I'm going to come to you first. How is your, your Chiefs cooking um, just now? Not long back from the, the trip to Germany, where you actually got to go see them, but I'd love to hear about it. How was it for you? I'm still recovering now. I think it's two weeks down, and I'm still got uh, some kind of COVID, German COVID or something. I don't know what the hell it is, but I've got something. Um, might have been the German beer. Might be. I'm not going um, you know, to rule that out. It could be the German beer and and the copious amounts of uh, bratwurst that we've been eating as well. But uh, oh, yes. no, I mean the whole thing was um, it was a phenomenal experience. I don't know if you guys heard it on the uh, on the on the TV, but. Uh, it was very different to a, a regular international series game. Um, right. I think the uh, Chiefs Kingdom, the Chiefs fans turned out. Uh, there was a lot of people there that we knew from Kansas City that had actually flown in as well. So we had some wow. veterans there leading the uh, leading the cheers and stuff, which which was good. Um, but um, I mean, the Dolphins—they, they, you know, there was a, there was quite a lot of Dolphins fans there as well. Um, but I think the Chiefs. Fans kind of like you know edged it with something like 60 40, 60 or 70 30 or something like that in, in favor of the definitely, team. definitely. But a trick, absolutely fantastic. Um, and to uh, to witness that uh, that shovel, that defensive shovel pass to uh, to Brian Cook was oh. that, that whole place just lit up from that. It was absolutely phenomenal. So the whole experience was brilliant. How is the Frankfurt as a, a host city? Um, the stadium itself looks incredible, and it, I think they had the, the the curtains over, so it made it more like a dome, containing the the atmosphere, containing the sound. It was quite a lot of the American stadia are uh, open air, um, so the kind of voices and noise gets lost into the the, the skies above. Mm. I like that about our football stadiums that we've got here in the UK when the noise just keeps in, uh, contains it, and it just that amplifies it. Did you find that at the game? Yeah, it felt it felt really loud with the uh, with the kind of roof on. Um, it was funny as well because uh, you could see the uh, the punters actually hitting the jumbotron in the middle of the middle of the field, so they're actually aiming <laughs> around it because they were always hitting it. They were always knocking it, you know, putting the ball into the into the screens. So um, it was good. Yeah, it was really really good. And uh, like I said, the atmosphere was really loud. And I think because they had the roof on, it kind of helped a lot with that thing. Fantastic. So this is the first time you're playing the, the Eagles since the, the Super Bowl. Do you think it'll be a wee bit of a grudge match between the two teams? Is there something there to prove for Hurts and um and AJ Brown and the likes? Yeah, I think uh, I, th I think it's gonna be definitely treated as a rematch, I think, for the Eagles. Um I think the Chiefs are just going about it as a normal game. 
But I think with it being like, uh, you know, at home as well, at our head, Monday night football, the fans will get up for it. And I know the team will get up for it as well. But the Eagles have got a chip on their shoulder. I think they want to right the wrong that um, that happened to them in the Super Bowl, which uh, I, I can fully understand that. I mean, following the Chiefs over a, a good number of years now, being the very nearly men um, and, and yeah. almost getting that, you know, getting over the line, even in the AFC Championship games and stuff like that, it's heartbreaking. And I, I, I witnessed it again when the Chiefs lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it, it, it hurts. It really does hurt. You just want that revenge game to come round again. And I think yeah. the Eagles will definitely have that. We have been uh, talking in the, the Gridiron Crew group chat today about um, the comparisons between the uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Tom Brady Patriots and how Tom Brady was able to elevate his wide receiver core, who maybe not have been elite at the time, and how Patrick Mahomes is able to do something similar. Certainly did it last season and not quite cooking and uh, fully this year, but he's still able to like, get the best out of uh, the wide receiver core that you've got just now. Would you say that's a fair comparison? Um, quite early on in Pat's career still, he's got a, a lot a lot to do to, to catch up with, with Tom, but do you see that they're, they're quite similar in that way and how they can help bring on players and elevate them? I think you can do. I mean, I think, uh, I think Mahomes, like you said, he proved it last year that he can win a Super Bowl without the, the star wide receivers. But I think this year, I don't know. I don't. I can't really put my finger on what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, a lot of teams really kind of focusing on Kelsey a lot more. We saw it with the Dolphins in the last game. Three players yeah. on, on Kelsey for one of the touchdowns. And um, we've had a lot of drops this year in the wide receiver. Um, there's been a lot of uh, missed opportunities there. I think... Um, Kadarius Tony was another one. Literally the first game of the season, I think he had something like four or five drops straight away, and it was like, what on earth yeah. are we doing here? He, he's meant to be our WR1. Um, but there is some glimmer of hope there. I think Rashi Rice is starting to really kind of understand it a lot more, and it's strange to see a rookie wide receiver in an Andy Reid offense really kind of um, getting it straight away. So it just shows the level of intelligence that uh, Rashi Rice has in understanding this this you know, Andy Reid offense. Um, so the lot, there's a lot of buzz around Chiefs Kingdom at the moment about Rashid Rice. But there was before about Justin Ross, who we've actually lost at the moment because he's been arrested for something. I don't know what the hell it was. But um, there was a lot of buzz around uh, Justin Ross because he really kind of shone in the preseason. And I think a lot of fans really wanted to see him take off in this team. And I think they thought that him and Mahomes pairing up would have been the perfect, you know, perfect tonic for this. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Pat Mahomes' dad um, actually said that uh, Justin Ross was uh, going around at Patrick Mahomes' house a lot to go and practice on the field with him. And it, they were really kind of building a chemistry. So to lose that, I think it's taken a bit of a wind out of ourselves with uh, this up-and-coming star, I'll say in, quote, in quotation marks. But um, I think Rashi Rice is really kind of building into that now. It's really looking good for him. Yeah, it certainly is. And behind Travis Kelsey, who's got 597 yards so far, Rashi Rice is a good 100 yards more than Justin Watson in third yeah. place. Uh, Rice has got 378 yards. So you can see, as you said, for a rookie to come into such a, a big, uh, well-oiled machine like the, the Chiefs, and be able to make a mark all on his own. Uh, he's doing very well 
He's tying Kelsey with four touchdowns as well for the, the season. Jerry McKinnon's um, next there in, in third place with the with three touchdowns. So yeah. they seem to be favouring him. He seems to be um, really, really looking to him. And Pat Mahomes and that purpose-filled um, football pitch that he's got in that beautiful house of his, I, I can see yeah. he's making the most of it. Certainly, certainly looks that way. Um, I think the um, I think end- the big thing as well, though. I think the big thing really with um, this Chiefs offense was was the plan was to spread it around to everyone, and for teams to not really know where the ball or where the attack was actually going to come from. And I mm-hmm. think that was the plan all along. I think getting rid of Tyreek Hill was obviously one of those things because a lot of a lot of teams were playing, uh, you know, like um, you know, they were covering up on him over all the time. They were playing, you know two high safeties and things and just making sure that they were taking him out of the game. And I think the Chiefs kind of recognised that and thought, well, let's have a load of unknown wide receivers um, and have Travis Kelsey as the kind of focal point. And then everybody will focus in on Kelsey and it'll it'll open up the wide receiving room. But like I said, the drops have just really killed us quite a lot this year. So, Keith, can I just ask, Brad, about North Wales? All right. Go for it. Go for it. Brad, Sky Moore was... Well, this is a story with him. He seemed to come in with a lot of hype and a lot of. I mean, I've just pulled his numbers up there. His numbers aren't actually the worst. I mean, he's got no. 201 yards off of 16 receptions. He's averaging nearly 13 yards a, cat, a reception, but he doesn't seem to have kind of lit up as much as what he was expected uh, at the start of the season. What's, what's, the, what's the thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around Sky Moore, but um, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, whether I was saying before about Rashi Rice kind of getting it, kind of understanding the. Uh, the scheme. Um, Skymore, he's he's had the opportunities as well. I think there was one, I can't remember what game it was now, it was a couple of a couple of games ago where he was open in the end zone and it was over the you know over the shoulder. He had his hands there and he just dropped it. It was it was an absolute gimme. Um and he's had a few of those where I don't know if it's a confidence thing or I don't know if it's like I said an intelligence or understanding of the scheme. I don't know what it is, but um Mahomes is trying to force it to these guys, but they're letting him down. Or there's a few of them that are letting him down. But I think also as well, I think because even though the Chiefs are trying to spread it around to everyone, they're trying to work out who is their WR1s and who is their WR2. Um, And -hmm. you're starting to see a bit more of an emergence now of of a couple of players that that might actually fit that mould. So we're thinking that maybe coming out of the bye week, he might find that he actually schemed his preferred WR1, which is probably uh, Rashid Rice, um, and scheme them in a bit more in the uh, the second half of the season. But yeah, it's, it's a big question mark at the moment for a lot of Chiefs fans of what is actually going going on with this wide receiving room. It's it's weird. It's probably Let's good say timing. Um, so, sorry, can I just say it's probably good timing um, as far as the Chiefs going off their bye week goes because you're talking about how they're going to prioritise wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. They're up against an Eagles team that's allowed the least number of yards on the ground per game in the NFL. So they're really going to have to try and distribute the ball through the air. And Pat Mahomes is going to have to work really hard on that against this, this Eagles defence. So this this is that opportunity that you were talking about for guys like Rashi Rice to come off that bye week and really try and establish himself as a, as a receiver in, in, in this team. Um, and if they can afford... Not to make those mistakes, those crucial drops that you were talking about, Brad. That's that's probably another key thing that they've, they've probably addressed during the bye week. That they've said that something we're really going to have to work on the second half of the season. Um, so, yeah, Mahomes, I think he's going to be chucking the ball a lot through the air in this game against the Eagles. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the I think it's, Chiefs' run game isn't particularly great. Um, I mean, we do, do like obviously really will punch a hole. Uh, yep. You know, yep. it's, it's not one of the big kind of running backs that you'd expect. He's quick, and he will pound the turf as much as possible to get through. Um, but it's not something that we seem to rely on a lot. We seem to rely on a lot more with Pat Mahomes. More on Kelsey and obviously what the wide receiving room can do. So um, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But yeah. it's it, it going against the Eagles. You're right. They 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 don't really like uh, you know an area offense. Um, I think that's probably the key for this game and just stick to that plan. Uh, an angry runner, as studs would uh, always say about Pacheco. He's very much an, an angry runner. Um, for those playing the uh, Gridiron Crew Bingo, you actually have uh, just about completed it there now once we've got that in. Um, looking at the previous like, 10 games, they always seem to be high-scoring games, especially the, the past few. 38-35 in the, the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs won 42-30 um, last time they, they played at the, the Eagles. And last time they were at Arrowhead, it was a 27-21 for the, the Chiefs. So the Chiefs kind of have the Eagles number at the, at the moment. But as we said, it's, it's been a, a different Eagles team. This seems to be a team on the rise who are, are just learning how to win. This will be a really, really tough challenge for both teams. Uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see how they, they stand up to this. One last thing before we move on to the, the Eagles is, how's your defence been doing? Because I think it's been a bit of a surprise over the past maybe year or so. It's just how solid the Chiefs' defence has become. Uh, Drew... Tranquil is leading the team just now with uh, 56 um, tackles. And uh, as George Karloftis is winning with the, uh, with the sack race with six so far this season. How's your, your team looking on defence now? It's, it's, I, I, honestly, I think that's the only thing that's winning us games at the minute. Um, I think we've had two games this season where the Chiefs' offence has kind of lit up, but the rest of them have all really been down to the defence. And it has been a surprise because it's a very young defence. And it's something that we're not used to. We're not used to having a really good defence. Um, yeah. I think over the, the last few years, yeah, OK, it's kind of showed up a bit. Obviously, when we had the likes of Tyron Matthew and we had, you know, Frank Clark and and, and those those kind of players. But to see the young guys stepping up now, Carl Aftis, like you said, he, he brings pressure. He's a really good player that we, um, we're kind of relying on a lot. Um, but it seems to be led by the linebackers. I mean, the, the, the linebacker that we had, um, uh, Nick Bolton, who went down injured, mm -hmm. I was actually worried because he really does set the defense really well. He's got a really good mind on him. Um, but Drew Tranquil, like you said, he's just slotted in so perfectly well. And yeah. he's shone. He really has shone. Um, but not only that, but I think Justin Reed, um, he's been looking phenomenal recently as well, which, um, again, another surprise. You know, he thought he was, he's a good player, but the way he's been playing and the speed that this, this secondary has has been the biggest surprise. Um, I mean, McDuffie is a, one of those lockdown corners that... Um, you'd expect as, you know, a first-round pick. But, yeah. um, you know, you've got the likes of Sneed on the other side as well, which um, another fast guy. Um, it's just it's just really nice to see that it's not all the offense that has been winning games for the Chiefs. It's now the turn of the defense. Um, the defense is getting some love in the fan base. 
really is. They're very proud of the fact that you know, I think we're number two offense, uh, number two defense so far. Um, and we've played some really difficult teams. You know, we've already yeah. gone up against Justin Jefferson. We've already gone up against Tyreek Hill. You know, and and they've they've held their own. They've been really good. I think um, AJ Brown's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those that I think the, the Chiefs are really going to have to look after. Um, but I think the way that they've been playing recently in the secondary, I think they're more than capable of doing it. Turning Dan, you were the, the, the remember having a wee look at the Eagles for us today. Turning to the the Eagles and talking about the the, the defense actually rising for the the Chiefs. The the fewest number of points that the the Eagles have allowed um, so far this season have been fourteen. Quite a lot. Of, sorry, eleven. Um, quite a lot of their games have been high scoring. Um, ones where they just edge it. Um, yeah. Last up was it against the the Cowboys themselves was 28-23. It could really go either way in many of those games. Kind of a wee bit, wee bit like the Vikings last season. It was one yeah. one scored games in it tight. Yeah. I think this is a, a a game that it really really could go either way for them and maybe show up their was it seven and uh, seven and one record. Um, what have you made of the, the the Eagles so far then this season, Dan? <clears throat> well, Sabbath was talking about because obviously we're to- uh, Bradley was talking about the, the passing attack of, of the Chiefs. So one of the things yeah. that I think we've spoke about a lot on on the podcast is the Eagles secondary. Um, and I think at one point this season we said they've been through fifteen different DBs already this season, which is just a ridiculous amount of players to go through in, in the secondary. Um, looking at their past defense, um, as Compared to what you look at the rest of the team, it is poor. Um, mm-hmm. Most of it's within the, the worst kind of two or three in the league. I mean, the only thing they probably are decent at is the average yards per pass is okay, but average passes per game, average yards per game, uh, pass completion, pass play percentage, it's all within the, the, the worst five teams in the league. So they really are struggling at the back end, which is what you don't want to be when you come up against Pat Mahomes. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously they got the result against us last week, but the, the CD Lamb got a lot. Even Brandon Cooks got a lot of catches last week, and and, and the space that he got was was unusual um, for him. So I think that pasty for the Eagles really is going to have to step up this week. Um, looking at the stats, let's pull on. I had to put a stats here a second ago. Where have they went? Uh, stats. Um, yeah, the back end of the list of players they've got here is just man. I'm not going to go through them all, but yeah, on that side of the ball, they only step up on that. Whereas, as you mentioned, the run defense, though, that's the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's they're doing brilliantly in the run defense. I mean, number one in the league for uh, average rushes per game, number one for yards allowed per game, number one for rushing TDs per game. So they're stopping the ball on the ground. I mean, they're averaging only 66 yards on the ground against them. That's yep. that's a phenomenal amount of yards to have as your average, not just a one game. Um, and it's they're averaging a third of a touchdown per game against them on the ground. That's, that's that is, it's totally stark, isn't it? It's, it's mental that, when, you, when you look at the stats like that. How how bad they are at letting points and yards through the air compared to on the ground. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's, it's, well, when I pulled these up earlier on, I looked at them and I thought, well, I mean, the worst they are is. A, a, uh, average yards per rush, they're, they're seventh in the league. But even that's only three point seven. So it's not as if they're. I mean, so 
Yeah, when you look at the two sides of their defence, it's just it's so different, and that's that's unusual. Um, you normally would get if they're good on the ground, they're okay in the back end. The back end, they're okay on the ground, but to have basically the best run defence against arguably one of the worst pass defences, that's just yeah. that's just an anomaly. An anomaly, can I speak? <laughs> um, so they're really going to have to step up. I mean, we, you know, we, we just spoke at the Chiefs in their wide receiver room there. If Mahomes can service those wide receivers, he's going to get a lot of joy through there this week. And they're probably, and as Brad said, they're going to have to go through there because of that, those stats. Um, what you might see, though, is a lot of um, screen plays to kind of move the defence about, I think, as well. Um, they, they need to get the run going to an extent to get the, the, the play action. And, but I think they maybe see a lot of screens, maybe some wide receiver screens, some t- definitely tight end screens and running back screens, which will then... They're going to have to then adjust that run defense to, to counter that. So I think that's one way the, the Chiefs could get a bit of success uh, on the ball. Um, looking at teams we've played this season, they've obviously only lost to the Jets, which was a strange one. But as you say, Keith, they've let in 11 points, which was against the Bucks. Yeah. They kept the Bucks to 11 points, but everything else, I mean, they've got three, they've got 11 to the Bucks, 14 to the Rams, 17 to Miami, so keep Miami at 17 points, that's some achievement considering their, their aerial threat that they've got. Absolutely. Every other game, they've been over 20 yards. I mean, even like, even like the, the Pats scored 20 yards against them, what does that tell you? <laughs> 20, the 20 points that the, the, the Pats and the, 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 the Fins that they've managed to the hold them back to, they've got to be able to take some solace in that. Um, when you think of players, so some of the, the, the leaders in the defensive areas, then you've got Hassan Reddick. He's got seven and a half sacks already this season. Um, 16 solo, 19 um, in total. Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, the rookie um, from Georgia, I think it is. Yeah. He's just settled just into that, that team. And I think having so many Georgian... Um, <laughs> players there I think it really just just really helps bring out the, the best in him and keep him in check um, number of actual yeah. tackles there, Reed Blankenship leading the team uh, with 55, yeah. uh, the safety he's, he's doing great there, he's got two interceptions as well but when it comes to like Daddy Slay is the, the other player that they've, they've got uh, at cornerback there and James Bradbury are they really settling on them or is it just been trying to throw whoever they can in that position just to, to yeah, get that wee bit of cover. Think, yeah, I think Slay probably is their number one uh, cornerback, to be honest with you. He probably is. Yeah. He is their number one cornerback. They've obviously, obviously picked up uh, Bayard uh, from the Titans at the, the tail end of the, the window there. Um, so that was a good pickup for them as well. So he'll give them a bit of cover as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Slay, Slay is, is their number one, but yeah, it's just been a case of patching up and getting whoever they can in that secondary onto the field. Um, I mean, let's see, look at, I've got a depth chart here, let's see what they've got. So, yeah, Slay, Bradbury are their two, number one, number two, and then you've got Bayard and Blankenship at safety. That's your, that's your four key players that they've got uh, in those positions. So, that looking at their, their depth chart, they probably are, they've probably got the first four choices now playing at the back end for them, um, which has probably not happened very often this season for them at, at the back end. So, yeah, yeah, they're, they're probably getting the players they want back into positions. It's just the numbers so far this season have been have been dreadful in the, in the air for them. We were talking about the, the rushing game from the, the, the Chiefs there, Pacheco being 
probably the, the, the main target for um, the, the Chiefs. DeAndre Swift um, joined from the Lions um, last season and is currently leading the team with 614. How do you guys feel that he's, he's doing there, Scud? Let me bring you into the, the, the conversation then. How do you think um, Swift's doing with the the, the Eagles this year? Are you surprised that, that the Lions were, able, were willing to let him go? And do you think that it's a, been a shrewd pickup there by Rose again? Yeah, no, definitely. I was surprised they let him go, to be honest with you. He'd always the talent, but time with injuries and with quarterbacks, you never know if you're going to get them back the same. But sure, yep. probably they've got the young boy Gibbs in, so they've probably will take a chance and we'll punt him on. Because they yep. get rid of Williams as well, so they've just refreshed at running back, really. But I think Swift's been a great pickup for the Eagles. He's performed really well so far, and it gives them that wee something else, obviously, when they let Sanders go. They've mm-hmm. had to bring somebody in to step up to it. So they've got a sort of three-headed... They've got three um, running backs that they circle in, the game mail, etc. So they've got three that they're always spinning round in there. But I think Swift is their number one running back now. Um, so I definitely think that's been a good bit of business for them. It gives them that option because they want to have that threat of the run, either from the running backs, Hurts, that hopefully frees up the space for the wide receivers up the field. So it's definitely been a shrewd bit of business. I would give them that, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every good team needs a Swifty. (laughs) 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 Very good. Very good. But like you say, having that that threat on the the ground also does open it up. And I think that's where AJ Brown has really excelled so far this this season. Um, Craig, how impressed have you been by him? I think that he had a record off was it four or five games with 120, at least 125 yards? That hadn't been yeah. done before. The guys have been incredible. Yeah, AJ Brown's been absolutely phenomenal. Some some of the catches that he's made this season have been ridiculous. They're like your know, Jefferson esque type catches. Um, yes. He's he's been the absolute standout wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he's he's got almost double the the yards receiving yards compared to Devonta Smith. Who I still really love. Like I've always been a big fan of Devonta Smith as well. Um, ever yes. since they drafted him as a rookie, and that's because he's some name. Exactly, he's another <laughs> smudger. I, I will always put for a smudger in the NFL squad. You know that. Um, a brother but, from another yeah. smudger. There we go. Correct. Only a mother could tell us apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, AJ Brown's been been incredible, um, and he's he's been a big reason why the the Eagles have been so successful. Why why they're sitting eight and one on top of the the NFC East. Um, it's it's going to be really fascinating to see how he does against this this Chiefs defense. Um, and also, I see he's he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL throwing to him as well. Hurts has just built on what he's, what he's already established last season. Um, he, he's come into that Eagles team and, and really kind of carried um, you know, carried that on his shoulders. Um, so I've been, been really, really impressed by them. They've so just got gone on from last season, built on that really. Um, whether whether I think they're going to go to Arrowhead and get a win or not, oh, I don't know. Like, like you're saying, it's going to be really close. It's going to be a great yep. game of football. Uh, it's I'll come to that, Cam. Doing you'll get your prediction later. I know, I know, I know. No, uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> no. he, he segued it in perfectly for us there. Um, I'm, well, I'm just realised that we've spent 25 minutes on the, the, the game of the weekend. I've done an Cheeky, absolute dance here. 
exactly. See, th- Thursday night, see, uh, you gave us grief for Thursday nights going long. Look at this, 45 minutes and we're only done one game. <laughs> um, okay, right, Craig, I'll come to you first then. Um, what is your predictions for the, the, the match then this weekend or this Monday night? Um, I'm going for... Oh, I'm, 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 I'm swithering. I'm on, I'm on the fence here. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah, fence. Yeah, I <laughs> No, I think I, I've, I've been impressed by, by the Eagles, but I think the Chiefs coming off the bye, what we were talking about earlier yeah. on, I'm going for a Chiefs win. Yeah. Thumbs you up getting from the Brad. Brad. <laughs> you're getting the Eagles there. Um, fantastic. Brad, I take it you're going for a homer then? I'm definitely a homer on this one. After what I saw against the uh, the Dolphins, I think this defense is going to really kind of step up. And I think you're right. I think after the bye, Andy Reid after the bye is going to be a, a big thing. Um, and I really do believe that they're going to scheme up uh, Rasheed Rice a lot more. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm actually going for uh, a Chiefs win, quite comfortable, thirty-one uh, twenty-one, and it's all going to come through the air raid attack. Fantastic, Scud. What about yourself? Um, I'll go opposite just to keep it different, but also my brother might disown me if I go against the Eagles. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll go, I'll go with the Eagles, and I'll say flip of the Super Bowl score, thirty-eight, thirty-five Eagles. Ooh, okay. It's not counting this time though. That's that's just the the thing. But it'd be a nice wee nice wee sign of uh, the the wind changing direction. Dan, what about yourself? Before I get my prediction, I don't know if anybody's looked at their phone in the last couple of minutes, but um, Martin on our fantasy chat has just put a wee link in there that the brains behind the tush push has been revealed. It's Rich. Yeah, I'm coming to that. Scotland rugby I'm player. Come to, I'll come to that. Right, <laughs> let's get your prediction first. Right. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I can't go. I can't go Eagles. I just can't go Eagles <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs and a walk off win. Buck Kicker's going to win it for them. Ooh. Let's let's be um, honest, Dan. The, the Eagles could be playing the Panthers or the Cardinals, however, and you would still go for the opposite team. One hundred percent. Anyone but the Eagles. <laughs> go. Um, it, I think it's been quite compelling. The defense, I think, if it is going to be won by the the Chiefs, it'll be the the, the defense that will help certainly do that. There'll be a major part in it, but I I just feel there's a a change and I think we've been waiting for the game for the Eagles to really show a bit of dominance and really raise their game and I think it's going to be in this game here so I'm going to go for the, the Eagles so it's a, a 3 and 2 split um, but I'll go for the, the Eagles and I think maybe by 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 two scores two scores I think I think it's going to be a, a coming back down one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing though is um, as you said the, the Chiefs coming off the, the bye and what they've got to scheme up we had Ring a Ring of Roses um, last year. Are they going to get what are they, what are they going to get? Are they going to get the hopefully they'll be to Germany, maybe a wee stopover in, in Scotland to get the slosh coming out there and uh, maybe the shake it off. See. I don't know, something like that, you know. <laughs> <Shake it laughs> <up>. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what they, they, they come up with. Andy Reid and uh, Pat Mahomes and the, the, the guys there. And as Dan mentioned there. I was listening to one of the the, the other podcasts during the, the weekend. They were speaking to the the guy who helped develop the the tush push and give uh, hints and um, tips to the the Philadelphia Eagles. He said it was during the 
the off season they were they were developing something they were looking for his input. So Richie Gray is um, a former rugby coach who has uh, been coaching South Africa at the time and was invited over to the Miami Dolphins where he was invited in for a week and ended up staying for a, a bit longer. His name got around a wee bit because of the the similarities. It's not real connection between NFL and rugby. They're, they're totally different sports, he says, but the similarities between how to tackle, how to tackle safely and how the players can protect themselves and bring players down more efficiently. And that was why he was brought in. Um, when he went to the Eagles... Um, to, to see something that they were developing and they were looking for his input in it and it ended up being the, the tush push or as I prefer because it has really been adapted and um, they're the, the leaders in the market for the tush push the bro- brotherly shove I think it's come to be known as now yeah. which is terrific and it was on um, Jason and Travis Kelsey's podcast um, they, they were talking about this mad Scottish guy that was coming in to, to help out I think that's fantastic. Again, Scotland leading the world um, and inventions there. So ah, that's that's, that's another one we can add on to the telly, radio, um, deep fried Mars bars. Super, super. Right. (laughs) Let's let's get get a wiggle on, guys. Let's get a move on. I've got my dinner still to get here. Let's head to upstate New York um, to a a, a New York derby of, of some sorts, uh, you could say, for the Jets travelling to the Buffalo Bills. Um, who's looking at this one then for us this week? We've got Scott, you're, you're leading us on this one. They're Go for it then, and... bud. Um, That's good. No, Let's uh, move on. Cards, text. <laughs> no, it's actually going to be interesting to see um, how Buffalo bounce back. I mean, it's been... Allen's found it really, really hard this season so far, I think it was earlier, it was eight, he's, he's through 19 touchdowns, but 11 interceptions, the most in the NFL. Yes. But he's oh. been through that patch last year, but this year they've not seemed to bounce, they, they seem to have not, they seem to be really <coughs> struggling. To me, the only bright spark in their offense, taking out digs, has been the rookie tight end, Kincaid. Yep. I've been really impressed by him, and it's good for, I suppose he's taking his chance now. Knox got injured, so he's taking his wee chance with him being down. He's been the sole one because they're both splitting touches, which was hell if you're playing fantasy. But <laughs> for, for football, it was a good thing because you had the options. But he's really coming on a game, and he really seems good. But I just think I don't know what the f- Buffalo are an enigma, and they could probably turn up and demolish the Jets. But I think the Jets' defense with how much he's tossing the ball up, could have a field day. But unfortunately, Absolutely. the Jets kind of pushed the ball forward. So I think that's where the, 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 the game's really quick about. This is everything we talk about, the, the Jets. And we were, we were curious as to why Aaron Rodgers was, was choosing to go there, but they've got a legitimate defence um, there. You've got Sauce Gardner, who's, who's terrific. It'll be good to see how he goes up against uh, Stefan Diggs after his brother's... Um, uh, outburst this week. So I wonder how much his head's going to actually be in the game. Josh Allen, as you mentioned, got 11 interceptions so far this season. Dak Prescott must be chuckling away to himself there, Dan, um, at, at that. But he's still got 2,600 yards, 
um, so far. He's just not quite looked himself. This is culm- culminated in the, the firing of the uh, offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Is that usual for someone to be, you know, an offensive coordinator, to be sacked in mid-season like this? I mean, Matt Canada's still in a job. How's, how's that how's that happen? <laughs> Dan, how's, uh, is this a, 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 an unusual uh, situation that they find themselves in? Yeah, I don't think it, I wouldn't say it's usual. I also wouldn't say it's unusual if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you, when you look at these sort of things with a team like the Bills, where um, I mean, their overall record's not, I mean, not the worst. Do you know what I mean? So they're not going to fire the head coach. So they find someone to be a scapegoat. And when the offense isn't firing on a cylinder, there's going to be those because you can't fire a quarterback. You're not going to drop Josh Allen. I mean, yeah. they're not going to sack the head coach. So who's left? It's the OC. I mean, so I think that is. Was it a surprise? Probably not. Um, I think when you look at their results and stuff like that, they should be doing better. By far, should be doing better. And we've spoke a lot about the Bills over this season on the podcast and where we think that. And I've been, the off-season, I've not changed my opinion on them. Um, but yeah, it's not unusual for those to be fired. I mean, you probably don't see it as often as you would think in terms of when you look at our football, it's always the head, the coach or the manager gets sacked. It's not the assistant manager. I mean, it's... Yep. So, um, unless the team is having an absolute shocker like the Raiders and they fire Josh McDaniels, that's because the whole thing is wrong. Not one side of the ball. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's, that's what it comes down to. It was toxic there, the really, wasn't it? Sorry? It was toxic there at the Raiders. It, it seemed to yeah. just need to be cleansed. Yeah, so that's that's an example where you maybe see the head coach going at this point in the season or when it gets to a point where the, the owners gave up on the season, they know it's next season, we need to start afresh and have a change at mid-season for that. But the Bills, it's like those he's what's got to go. Not, not, not the, I mean, if the defense is performing really poorly overall, then your defensive coordinator is going to get the sack. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be the head coach. So I think yeah, the NFL is kind of unusual in that aspect of where an assistant coach will get fired before a head coach. I think it's the timing. Just going to come back to you then. Oh, yeah, go for it. it. I'm just going to say it's the timing for me. I think I think that's the thing that's question mark for me is. It's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction at five and five. When you're midway through the season, you fire your offensive coordinator. It just seems a bit... I mean, I get it. I get it. I get the fact that he's, you know, he's... he's clearly hasn't... Something done. must have been sour in that building. Yeah. Something must have yeah. been sour in there. Do you know what? Yeah. But actually, just what you're saying there, actually, I've just, I've just pulled up the bill stats, right? The offensive stats, the top ten, almost top five for a lot of the... the, the the stats, so I, I I think it's just because when you watch them play, that you can see they're not clicking, they're not the bills we're used to seeing, but their numbers are actually they're still putting numbers. <laughs> numbers, are, I mean, they're let's see, number two for third down conversions, number three for red zone scoring percentage, five for touchdowns per game, five for point a uh, well, points per play useless yards per game, they're seven points per game, they're eight, so they're in it, they're in. I mean, their worst stat, I'm not even going to count it, it's fourth down conversions, but even that's start 50%. So the worst ranking their offense is is eighth in the league, and that's for points per game. That's uh, now I've now read this. I'm actually surprised. To be fair, that that, that was surprising. Well, the stats up. Sorry. One thing that you're, you're mentioning there, the, the the stats and how they are doing quite well. But if you look, it's the, since week three, um, sorry, week four, they, they've not had a game that's been any bigger than a one score game. Um, no. the, all their wins have been within one score. Um, the Giants, New York Giants, they, they won that 14-9. Um, 
when you see what the Cowboys have done to the, the Giants, they really should be doing a lot better. Even yeah, the Pats, who are having a, a terrible season so far, Scud, you'd probably agree, were within four <laughs> points there. No, sorry, no, yeah. they were within four yeah, points of the Pats, but the Pats beat hey. them. Yeah, the Pats beat them. But <laughs> so have the Bengals. I think maybe the, the, the last you draw was the uh, Denver. The Denver sorry, Broncos yeah. were the ones to, to beat them last week, 24-22. This is teams yeah. that you would expect them to beat. And we talk all the time about the Buffalo Bills, their window, how it's getting shut more and more, their chance, the, their opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. And it looks very, very minuscule that it's open. It's just catching a wee cold breeze just now. Okay, just as you were saying there, about the, the teams have lost to, that's maybe probably part of the problem. It's not the games that they're losing, it's who they're losing to. So they've lost yes. to the Jets, they've lost to the Patriots, they've lost to the Broncos. Anybody that loses to those three games deserves to be sacked, to be fair, in the one season. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say you're looking at the now the Jets, and I'm I'm going to say they're probably sl- they're still our favourites to beat the Jets. But after that, they've got the Eagles, Kansas, Dallas, Chargers, the Pats, and Dolphins. Um, so you you'd say maybe they'll beat the, the Jets and the Pats. They're going to have to go to Miami, go to the Chargers, go to Philadelphia, go to Kansas, and Dallas are playing at home. To me, they, they might only have our two wins the rest of the season. And if they finish if they finish below five hundred, then the head coaches that Sean McDermott's in a shaky peg, I would have thought. I think so. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, Craig. Yeah. I think, yeah, the the fact that they've got rid of the OC at this point in the season, you're playing a divisional game against the Jets this week. That division they're only they're only a win away from from being joined with the Dolphins now. The Dolphins are going to be a bit hot and cold as well. The Jets, they're one of the the lowest scoring teams in the whole NFL, but they're still in amongst it, you would say, in that division. Um, and they've possibly got Rogers coming back a lot earlier than we might think, um, yeah. which could make that division even more interesting. So maybe maybe it's a wee bit of the panic button being pressed by the Bills. They haven't met expectations as far as this season goes. There have been rumours of things not all being as they should be behind the scenes. We've we've seen what Trayvon Diggs has been tweeting about what his brother should do. Um, they've certainly got an opportunity this week against the Jets. You would think they would still have enough to beat them and particularly because it's a divisional game it makes it even more important. Um, yes. The question is, will they then have enough to kick on for the second half of the season to try and keep pace with the Dolphins? We know what Miami can do. When they're great, they are one of the the, the most unbeatable teams. But they've also beaten down the Dolphins this season. They gave them an absolute beatdown earlier on this season, which you thought was them going to basically stamp their authority on that division. And it's just not the way it's panned out. They probably played the Broncos at the wrong time as well. They've been in the, the ascendancy a little bit. Um, they're now on a three-game winning streak like we talked about. Um, there has been maybe just a few games where the, the expectations maybe been a bit too high. I don't know. Maybe they're still you know, living in last season a little bit. Um, so it's, yeah, th- th- this week's going to be massive for them. They, they really have to put in a, a good performance against the Jets, beat the Jets and yeah, keep keep pace with the Dolphins and hope they can kick on from there, really. So, Moving then to the, 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 the Jets, who 
have actually already beat the Bills at the, the opening game of the season, 22-16. Robert Salah has mentioned this week that when uh, Aaron Rodgers feels he's ready to return, he is, he's, he's ready to come back in. People are already touting for the end of December, which when you think of coming back for an Achilles injury is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Would you be... Do you be willing to rush him in, Brad? Um, so soon after such a, a horrendous injury, do you, <laughs> do you think that that could be enough to help turn the, the team? The Jets, are they really just hoping that their, their defence can keep them relevant until Aaron Rodgers returns? I think they've just been uh, keeping their heads above water, I think, haven't they? That seems to be the key, what they've been doing with Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, I mean, they might be tempted to bring back... Um, Rogers early, um, if his if his treatments works that well, uh, I, I don't think you're going to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Especially, I mean, if if it's getting towards the business end of the season, um, and they may be sitting in a, in a in a seat to actually get into the playoffs, it could be that it could be that they might throw him in. I don't know, but um, I think really you've got to kind of stick with what you know, especially with the Zach Wilson and. I know he's not great. I think he's only got like five touchdowns this year or something and six interceptions, which is not great. But, um, yeah. you know, there seems to be a bit of a buzz around trying to, you know, the rest of the team trying to help him out. And I think that seems to be a bit more of a key that I've seen from the Jets. They really are rallying around Zach Wilson. Um, um, and, you know, kind of really kind of handing the keys to him in a proper way. I mean, everybody knows that, that Rodgers is going to be the guy, but I think they're going to really kind of help Zach Wilson along as best they can, but um, rushing Rogers back is that going to be good with an aging quarterback? Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the, the the injury that he had, I mean Achilles. I mean that's normally a uh, a death sentence for 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 a lot of um, a lot of players. Not even you know not just a a top NFL quarterback in Rogers. Yeah. Uh, so who knows who knows what they're going to do? But um, I don't think they should be tempted. But I think they will be tempted, and I think it'll be down to Rogers dictating whether he plays or not. I think we all saw from the uh, hard knocks and the off season just how focused they were on Rogers being the man, the man to to push them on, yeah. to bring them on, but also to help mentor um, Wilson. And I think this has maybe been a wee bit too soon. It was incredible to see how quickly the team had rallied around Wilson, especially after. Last season, when we saw the um, the the t-shirts for uh, what's his name the the he's at Miami Mike Dolphins White. now White. Mike fucking White that's it Mike fucking White t-shirts it was incredible to see how much they had rallied uh, around um, Zach Wilson Wilson's got a completion rate of fifty nine percent so far this year so he's not really stepped up in the way that they really would want him to. So just on that point you on that point you made there about the team rallying around Zach Wilson, I think it's something we we mentioned that it was last week like before. What I think massively helped that was Aaron Rodgers. He came out after his injury or maybe even before his injury, and he said, "I'm here for a couple of years, and then Zach Wilson's your future NFL, your franchise yeah. quarterback." I think yeah. the fact that Rodgers endorsed him, what bigger endorsement can you get as a quarterback? So I think the fact that the team have looked well, he believes in him. Then we believe in him, and I think that's helped that that thing massively this season for Zach Wilson. You can't forget either as well. But I mean, the, he played really well against the Chiefs. 
as well. I mean, that seems to be mm-hmm. one of those games where it was like, oh, wow, hang on a minute. He might actually have something in Zach Wilson. So when you're going up against the, a Chiefs defense that's number two in the league at the minute, and Zach Wilson was really kind of playing uh, probably his best game I've ever seen him play. I think there's a glimmer of something there that you could probably use um, and try and feed off that a little bit more for him. But um, I was really impressed with him when he played against us. I'll, I'll, I'll not lie. It's like Nord moments as well. He was very close to getting a terrific Hail Mary that would have won the, the game for them last week. Uh, had it not been for Tyler Conklin coming in and taking the ball away from um, uh, from Garrett Wilson, who had, had made the, the leap, but it was Tyler Conklin's hand right in the middle. You could see it, wee things like that can just help define a season and define a player's career as well. Okay, um, let's go then. Let's see for the New York Jets against Buffalo Bills. Um, Dan, I'll come to you first of all. Who's going to, to, to win there? Nah. Give a if you're feeling cocky, hit by how much? I'm going to stick with. I've, I've said since the off season, and I've said over the last couple of weeks, I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing. The bills are done. Stick a fork in them. Their Super Bowl aspirations are finished. I still think the Jets will finish ahead of them this season, if, especially if they can get Aaron Rodgers back. The Jets will have finish ahead of the Bills this season, and they'll finish more than likely two in the division. And I'm going to say Jack Wilson will have a very Similar game he played against the Chiefs here, and he will lead the Jets to a victory. Again, it's going to be tight. Less than seven. I don't know where and that's going to be safe, these field goals, whatever. But I think the Jets will, will win this. Less than seven, though. Oh, wow. Scud, what about yourself? I'd, I'd like, if it was possible, both to lose. But um, <laughs> since I'm having to go with one, um, I just... I would need to go... I'll go with the Jets. Much the thing I'd, I've Buffalo have been concerned in this year, and I just think that defense with how they're playing, changing offensive coordinators, I don't think that's a good recipe at all. So I would definitely think I'm going with the Jets by three. Jets by three, Brad. What about yourself? I'm going to go Bills with this one actually because um, I just think that. Yeah, okay. We've seen it time and time again in in Premier League football, uh, where you know you get a new manager in, and suddenly the team suddenly gets yeah. changed and galvanised, and you know they go on a bit of a, a winning streak, don't they? But um, I also think as well because of obviously last week what happened with the Bills when they were lost, uh, where they where they, sh- they should have really kind of taken the initiative in that game. But um, I think it was something that Nick Wright said. Um, on TV, and he basically said that uh, you know Josh Allen's up and down. He's like a roller coaster, and he's you know he's he's already hit that down point now from last week. He's probably on an up point now, and I think uh, I think it might be pressures off new offensive coordinator calling the players. It might be a new fresh pair of eyes. It it, it could set them on the way again. Do you agree there, Craig? Is Joe Brady going to be the the difference maker in this game? I, th- I think, yeah, like I'd said before, I think the Bills have got an opportunity here to kind of stop the rot, turn things around a little bit, and they're not going to have a better opportunity than they will against this Jets team, who are not yeah. a high-scoring team. Um, I don't think either side is playing with a huge amount of confidence. Um, but I do think the Bills should have just about enough. Um, I don't think it'll be a, a, yeah, I don't think it'll be by a big margin. I think it will be a tight game. But I'm going to agree with Brad. I think the Bills will edge this one. 
Uh, the, the deciding vote then I, I too I'm going to go for the bills that window is, is, is open it's just a creaking open tiny tiny <laughs> yeah you said it was shut wait a minute <laughs> no there's a there's a gentle breeze coming in just the um, there's a wee draft coming in wee draft <laughs> coming in <laughs> I think uh, uh, drafting quite high by the, the syndicate next year um, I think <laughs> what the the difference between the, the, the bills and the, the jets this year uh, this game will be the offense and if the Joe Brady comes in and he can get Stefan Diggs on side and maybe get the ball to him a wee bit more, then I think that will help heal some of the, the wounds in that dressing room and, and make it a happy home once again. Um, so there we go, the crew are deciding three two to the the Bills for that one. Grant, right, this is one we've all been waiting for. We've taken an hour and eight minutes to get there, but it's the cards at the Texans. <laughs> this is probably the the most exciting, the most interesting game of the of the, the the week. Um, CJ Stroud up against a returning Kyler Murray. Um, I'm really excited for this game. I think the both teams have actually been valued to watch this year. Craig, you have been having a wee quick look at this for us. Um, what have you noted for the Cardinals travelling to Texans? Yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking matchup. Um, you've got CJ Shrouden and company continue to impress this season. Um, five and four Texans taking on the one and O Arizona Cardinals. Um, they, <laughs> they, flew, they, threw, they threw a flag. They said, no, false start to this season, guys. We didn't have Kyler Murray. So, so they're one and O. Um, it, the, the question is just, yeah, can, can Murray uh, kind of rejuvenate the, the, the Cardinals a little bit? They, they got the win last week, which was certainly a step in the right direction after they get absolutely pumped by the, the Browns the week before. Um, so, yeah, Murray coming back is definitely a, a good thing. It's a positive thing. Uh, one thing that I will say, though, is let's let's not blame Josh Dobbs for the Cardinals situation at the beginning of the season because we've all seen that he's actually amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll not have a bad word said about what Josh uh, Jobs did at the Cardinals. Um, yeah, it's not yeah, his Cardinals thing. It what I there we go, <laughs> um, but yeah, can can Murray yeah can Murray help salvage anything from the Cardinals season? I think um, I think their chances of, of making the playoffs are a bit like Joshua Dobbs' eyebrows in that they are non-existent. But oh. we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens. It's it's a fascinating matchup. These two quarterbacks um, we've we've heaped praise on Stroud and the Texans a lot over the past week or two, and rightly so. Um, because they have been really entertaining to watch. Um, the, the the game two weeks ago was just fantastic, and, and last week was the same. Um, if they if they can continue, then yes, I think that they will they will have enough to 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 overcome the, the Cardinals in this game. Particularly the fact that uh, they're playing at home um, is is a massive one, uh, and there's a lot of I think there's quite a lot of incentives for for the Texans in this game as well. Because I was having a wee look at when you look at their division at the moment, now they're mm -hmm. five and four. They're sitting second behind the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have blown a wee bit hot and cold. Um, they've suffered some some pretty bad losses as well as uh, some um, some good wins this season. So if yeah. they can if they can win this week um, against the Cardinals, which I think they will, who are they playing the week after? Massive game, also at home, and they're playing the Jags. So there's huge, huge incentive for them this week from, from that point of view as well. Um, they 
they managed to click the ground last week, which which was another kind of notable thing because um, prior to um, Pierce being being injured and being out, the it, it wasn't it wasn't the best. Um, and as as a Pierce fantasy owner, I can certainly uh, testify to that. Um, he was he was seeing a lot of stats, but he was he was all fart and no jobby, as um, as we sometimes say in Scotland. Um, just not not getting the yards on the ground that you would you would want him to see. So. You then you then had Singletree coming in, and uh, he he was brilliant last week. Thirty three fantasy points. Um, my, my concern is what are they going to do now that now that you've got Singletree and you've got Pierce um, fit again? Do they maybe start to maybe look at more of a committee approach there? I don't know. Um, do they do they see more of a timeshare on the ground? Um, I don't know what's going to happen there because I, I picked up Singletree uh, on the waiver wire. Um, so. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to start a running back from the Texans' point of view. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a crack. Going to be a cracking game. Uh, one one thing I will say as well, actually, um, yeah. last week I couldn't make it on the pod, but I told everyone for your um, for your tight end who to pick up was Cards' tight end, um, and he had Oof. an absolutely brilliant game uh, last week. So um, he, I think him and him and Murray had a good wee bit of chemistry last week. So. Um, Maybe maybe we'll see the same again this week. Trey McBride, yeah, he did a cracking yeah. game in, uh, from from a both a fantasy point of view and obviously I, I he was the, I think he was like his top target last week. Um, so it was most happened. most receptions uh, a cardinal tight end had since yeah. I think they've gone back to like the eighties or something like that. It was uh, <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, great, great. Um, thanks. I'm glad you you kept going on there. That that one caught me off guard. Um, Oh, fart no job, that's terrific. Um, <laughs> was not expected that one. <laughs> right, okay, um, good. So, looking at it then, um, let's start with the, the, the Texans then. So, some of their offensive players, and we've been talking about some of the, the, the rookies, so CJ Stroud, but I think um, Tank Dale has done fantastically well. Yep. Um, another one that's, that's doing great for the the Texans is Nico Collins, both um, well over 500 yards for the for the season so far, but I think there's more to come from them. But we've oh, also yeah. got the old heads in there. Uh, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods is, is in, doing his bit, 242 yards in the tight end, Dalton Schultz, um, with 421 yards. I think that wee mixture of experience and youthful exuberance um, uh, is actually holding quite well for them. I, th- I thought you said when you said turned in forty two years. I thought you said turning forty two, and I was like, ah, that wouldn't surprise me for Robert Woods because it feels like he's been around the NFL for that long, and he's been around that many teams. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking at, Absolutely. Keith, looking at the wide receivers, I've just pulled up the injury report as such <laughs> this week. So, so far, the Texans have as questionable. Nico Collins, Noah Brown, and Dalton Schultz—three of yep. their key receivers. I, I saw that, Dan. No, you're, you're spot on, mate. Um, a lot of questionables. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, nothing major, but yeah, definitely yeah, want to so keep an eye on because that that might. Noah be... Brown didn't. Noah Brown didn't practice today. Or whatever that is. Uh, Nico Collins was limited. Uh, Dalton Schultz was limited, and Robert Woods didn't practice at all. So that's. And Damien Pierce was another one. Where did I see his name? He was questionable. He he's questionable. Yeah, he's still questionable. We might. I think there was. He's hopefully going to make it back. But um, so basically, what's going to have to happen is that CJ Stroud and Tank Dale are going to have to beat the Cardinals on their own. 
Yeah, well, the, the cards have got they've got James Conner back as well on that side, so yes. they can at least rely on the running game as well because he's basically before Murray coming back, um, the, the running game was about all the Cardinals had, um, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, if if, if Murray um, plus uh, say plus Conner together, uh, that that can only be a good thing for the, for the Cardinals. Yeah, Connor, Connor, of course, had been placed on IR, but still, so far this season, he's leading the the team with four hundred and thirty-seven yards. Amare De Mercado has come in, done reasonably well to, to steady the ship there. But James Connor was part of the. He was keeping the team honest in the early seasons. I think everybody was expecting them to properly tank, but his performances were were really pe- making people take note, um, especially the Cowboys. Eh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just on, on that note, hey, the, the, the Cardinals' second uh, highest rusher this season is Josh Dobbs. <laughs> 258 yards. Still their second highest rusher this season. Fantastic. Hopefully, hopefully that will stay the same at the, the end of the season. You'll be able to have it for multiple teams because I'm pretty sure they'll do quite well in that Vikings team as, uh, as well for the, the season. Good. Um, any other interesting points? Anything you're looking forward to seeing from the the, the, the Texans versus the Cards? I, I still think we're still waiting for Will Anderson break now. That's going to have to happen <laughs> at some point. Yeah, still waiting on it. Still waiting on it. We are still <laughs> waiting on it. So maybe maybe I get a week against the Cards. I mean, just imagine I'm chasing Kyle Murray up and down the pitch this weekend. But surely at some point Will Anderson's got to break out. You know what I mean? It's. Mm. Is it going to be this week? Who knows? Yeah, fantastic. Um, right, quick fire then. Craig, who are you going for for the this game? Oh, de- definitely the, the Texans. I think e- even if they do have a couple of questionable injuries, um, I, I don't think that... Um, I think the, the pass defence for the Cards is just too leaky. I think the, the Texans yeah. are just going to be too strong. So, yeah, I'm definitely going Texans in this one by at least a couple of scores. You're nodding your head in agreement there, Brad. Yeah, absolutely. CJ Stroud's just been absolutely dominant so far this year. Um, just phenomenal player to watch. He's actually made me want to watch the Texans, um, which, <laughs> yeah. which it, I mean, that's that's a, a feat in itself. Just making me watch the Texans. Um, but but one question I've got to ask on the Cardinals is why now? Why now do they start bringing in Kyler Murray? Right when they when the prime position to actually tank. For the rest of the season and keep him keep him fit and healthy. I mean, yeah, he's probably he's probably going at the end of the year, but anyway. But um, but why do it? Why ruin the whole tanking? You know, for higher draft picks and stuff like that. I just don't get it. I just really don't get it. But more power to point. Yeah, I wonder if it's much uh, more game anyway. The rest of the the squad taking over, and you really want them. You're looking ahead to next season. You want to have a little bit of momentum going into the yeah. the next season coming. So for the players that are going to be left behind, they're going to have a bit of resentment if they see that Kyler Murray is just getting to sit and play modern warfare all day and getting <laughs> super super chunky. Watching tape, watching and, tape. He's not playing, <laughs> not playing video games anymore. Maybe, that, maybe that's why they brought him back because the new. Cod game was just released to hit another big facility. <laughs> What's actually happened is the Cardinals have snuck the Lovey Smith onto their 
coaching team and not told anybody, so he decided <laughs> he's given up the number one pick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you go. The Bears will get it again. I just don't want the Patriots uh, to get the number taking... one pick. I just don't want that. <laughs> Scott, are you taking? Um, I'll um, again. I'll go with the Texas. I can't see anything happen, and I can see Tank Dell. I don't think there was out. Um, Tank Dell was only wide receiver about, but last week. But I definitely, I think, can see another big game coming from him. I got double at least two touchdown game for him. Yep. Yep. Hey, Dan. Uh, yeah, Texans by a comfortable mother. I don't. I don't think the Cardinals will be bad. I don't, I don't think. I don't think the Cardinals aren't going to score points. I think. I just think the Texans are going to score a lot more. Fantastic. Right. I am to complete this. No, I'm not going to complete this week. James Conner's going to run absolute riot this weekend. Um, him and Kyler Murray um, getting the, the rushing yards in there for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are going to maintain their honesty and get their... When is this of the, the, the season for them? This will be their third win of the season. Yeah. Well, seen you've been away for a while, mate. <laughs> no, they're going to go 2-0, Keith. Come on, I told you that. <laughs> What's really happened here is that Keith actually wants the Texans to win and he knows he can't give them a full house because the crew will then jinx them. That's actually a good point as well. We've not been very good at that. that. That's it. I'm you not. guys have been honking at your <laughs> prediction. So, like you say, just uh, keep me honest here. Keep me honest. Okay, fantastic. Right, let's fire through the, the rest of the games. I'm going to come to one of you at a time. Quick fire, random. Um, what do you think is going to be the, the results of the game? Who's going to win? What will be the main standout part and maybe a standout performer? Um, Brad, I'll come to you first of all then. For the Ravens at uh, the Bengals, um, that's the game that's on tomorrow Tonight. morning, quarter past one. Yeah, uh, the Thursday night football game. Who are you going for for that one? Uh, this is the one that every Chiefs fan is looking forward to, actually, because, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a bit of a tasty one just to see how the Bengals are going to do this and how the Ravens are going to fare against the Bengals as well. And it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, a tasty affair. It's going to be quite close, I think. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow had a bit of an issue at the beginning of the season. He seems to have sorted those out. Yes, OK, they lost in the last game, but also so did the Ravens. A uh, bit of a yeah. get-right game for both of them. But the Ravens looked, before the defeat uh, last week, they looked like they were really kind of back to form again. And I'm thinking the Ravens are going to kind of edge this because the Bengals have had a few issues. Um, I think is T. Higgins in, injured still. I, I, I'm not yes, sure. Yeah. Um, he's exactly. there. Yep. So it's going to keep them a bit lopsided, I think. And um, I tell you what, Orlando Brown Jr. at that left tackle position is getting... Joe Burrow buried every game. So I'm thinking the Ravens are going to win that um, literally on a, uh, a maybe a strip sack or something like that, I think, this game. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Burrow, of course, um, was videoed by the Bengals' own uh, media team um, arriving at the facility with a strap on his right hand, which was quickly deleted earlier on today. So yeah. I think you might be right there with the, the Ravens taking and taking that one. Uh, my stock in Tyler Boyd, of course, rising every week. Um, Scott, come to you for the Brown Steeler. Really, this should have been match of the, the week. No. I talked about the Steelers <laughs> enough last week. Um, I'll, I think I'm going to have to go with the Steelers, just the fact that 
no, actually the Browns. I'll go with the Browns. The defence will be enough to see them through, even without Watson. Probably a positive that Watson's out for the, the rest of the season now. <laughs> uh, they'll be able to focus as a DTR. It's taking over. DTR, yeah. Um, yeah. Dan, come to you then for the Dolphins uh, against the Raiders. Uh, Dolphins by an absolute mile. Yeah, I'm looking I mean, forward to the... Sorry to jump back in there. Pierce has actually seemed to have rejuvenated that, that squad. They, they seem to really want mm -hmm. to play for him. Um, I was probably doing this, the Vegas the Raiders a bit of the service. I completely forgot about what I've been watching. I watched a few videos and a few interviews with Pierce. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. We had the practice squad players on the sideline for the game last week. Yeah. And he basically said that anybody that is in our squad, practice squad, are not there, a Raider. So they're on the sideline for us. That's that's one way to get your players playing for you, is, is having that kind of mentality. Uh, but yeah, Dolphins will still win it, but I, I forgot. So I'd give Raiders a bit of disservice there. Uh, yeah. The Dolphins will win comfortably, but I, I'm really liking what I'm hearing out of, out of Pierce. I'm very much so. He seems to be getting the, the togetherness of the team, um, getting the, the, the family um, attitude to, to everybody to join in, not pushing in the one direction. It's uh, aye, quite impressive to see. Hopefully, it does well for the rest of the season. But aye, I think the, the shame that he's not going to be in next season, it'll be Harbaugh instead, then, to be fair. Very much looks like it. Very much looks like it's. Um, Smudger Lions versus the Bears. There we go. It's the age old question who'd win in a fight between a lion and a bear? <laughs> this is going to um, get mauling for someday. I mean, I mean, don't worry, as, as a Vikings fan, I would love to see the Bears beat the Lions, um, just so that it gives us a wee favor. But I, I can't see it happening to be honest. I think, no. yeah, Lions are going to beat the Bears quite comfortably. So, yeah, Lions win for me. Yeah, Justin Fields. Um, I think they're looking like he'll he's be back. back. He's after back. Yeah, is he back back or was it like last week where they were? It was going to be a game time decision, but it was definitely. Uh, yeah, I, th I think he, <laughs> I think he's going to be back for this one. Brad, back to you then for the Jags and the Titans. Oh, I can't really take this one. Um, I really like the Jags. I think they've got a lot of good skill position players. Um, yep. I think they have had a bit of an up and down season, I suppose, with the Jags, but um, I, I, I can't look their, their wide receiving core. I think they just look phenomenal. So I'm going, with, I'm going with the Jags on that comfortably. Fantastic, yeah. Um, Will Levis not doing enough for you just yet? He had a great opening game, but no, I think it's going to be well last week. <laughs> I did actually pick him up on fantasy. I did pick him up just in case, just in case. Uh, I'd yeah. stash them I early on. I dropped them this. He's going to come good eventually. Um, Packers, Chargers, Scud. Chargers. Yeah, Herbert finger be all right. It'll be it'll be cooking again. No love for just don't like, Justin. Don't like the Packers, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, the Packers. I just I've I just find them very bland and boring to watch. So. Yeah. At least with the Chargers, even if the Charger, it's a it's a fun game to watch. So to me, I I I just I'm voting my heart the team that I would like to watch and win. So Chargers. Is that a Belichick fan uh, wishing that? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rumours have uh, already lined up to head there next year. That would be that'll be interesting there. That's, that's why he's picking the Chargers. That's why he's that's yeah. why he's doing it. He's he's feathering his nest now already. 
Yeah, it's good. You, you that color, color of blue. Um, Dan, Panthers and Cowboys. There you go. You get your home team. Yeah, I think. I mean, a lot was expected of Bryce Young coming out this season. He was the one that's got the highest ceiling of the quarterbacks. He's not really done much. Uh, to be fair, he's not really got much around about him. If Adam Thielen's your only option, then you're really struggling. Uh, yeah. No disrespect to Thielen, he has done well this season, but as a rookie quarterback coming out, this, you need more than him to, to help you. Um, yeah, this is going to be another run-up score for us. I think, I think we could uh, see another bit of a demolition this week, unfortunately, for the Panthers. Excuse me, you said the same about Arizona. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dallas with a, a score in Arizona. And we should have. <laughs> <laughs> you bet you did But to be fair, as Craig has, missed, has told us, Josh Dobbs is MVP. What are you talking about? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> MVP Craig, um, Commanders and Giants. Oh, I mean, come on, has has anyone got any faith in uh, Tony DeVito? Let's let's be honest. Uh, Commanders, yeah, the 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 Giants are just a bit of a bit of a mess all round. So, yeah, it's going to be a Washington win for me. Keith has made a wee point there. That is that is the Commanders are led by the passing leader in the league. This season so far, yeah, Sam Howell with uh, 2,783 yards, followed closely, not too closely, by CJ Stroud, uh, 2,626, and then it's Tua to go Vailoa, and Josh Allen, Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes in there as well. Uh, That's surprising. Uh, It's it's, it's a bit of a a shock that one there. (laughs) That's That's our left field one, definitely. Okay, um, next up then we have the 49ers versus the Bucks, Brad. Uh, I've got to go 49ers. Uh, I think they had a bit of a couple of couple of game blip, didn't they? Um, yeah, weeks ago. Um, they they seem to have just found the mojo again. They're actually been my tip for the uh, for the Super Bowl. Believe it or not, uh, I just think they're just going to be dominant. Um, and I think having that little blip of Back-to-back defeats has kind of just restoked the fire a bit more. So I'm going there, 49ers, dominant win again. Yeah, I think it was the the O-line and the D-line certainly stepped up last week um, to really, really stamp their authority on the game. I think they'll continue that on. That's a perfect time to have that wee wobble early in the the Mm -hmm. mid-season so that you can really put the push in for the, this is the business end now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who have we got next? So Bills and Jets with covered Rams um versus the, the Seahawks. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. Seahawks win. How you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Instant decisive. That's it. Yeah. I wonder who's getting the last game. The one he's not covered yet. I wonder who's getting that one. <laughs> also, my wife and everybody's just come home and I'm getting hunted for uh, an hour and a half. Dan, I, I apologize. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've uh, never went an hour, I've, an hour 32 is the longest we went. So, well done, Keith. Um, Craig, I'll come to you then for the Broncos Vikings. Uh, heartbreak for well, you. Um, come on, the, come on. Is, is this even a question? The, the, the pastronaut, the pocket scientist, the browless <laughs> wonder himself is going to. Once again, show his MVP stuff. It's going to be a Vikings win, six wins on the bounce, and uh, pushing for that top spot there. I've seen off. No you feel we should have had some rousing music behind you. That, <laughs> that was great. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Just a big horn blown in the background there. Superb. Superb. 
Hey, don't don't, okay. don't count out the Broncos. They they beat the Chiefs well, and the Bills. They did. They did. They did. No pushovers. The Chiefs and the Bills don't have the unlimited. Keep players like Pat Sertain. I think that's that's shown that that they do mean business. They are only tanking. Um, so um, I I'll be. She has the boss, Keith. Yeah, see, isn't sure the bossing you know, and do and football? We do these things like your local football team where you can sponsor a player for the season. I think we should get in contact with the Vikings and sponsor Josh Dobbs for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, yeah, amazing. We need, we need to cut a wee promo where we're turning away and go, I'm a dobber. <laughs> <laughs> Just everybody doing it, we'll get the wee bold hats. We're all dobbers. <laughs> superb, superb. Right, quite... removes your eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> there we go, guys. Alopecia is a funny thing. My dad had it, but it was usually it was a uh, it was after my mum's horrendous cooking. I think he'd just stress it all. Married life just kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> um, but he's doing fantastically well. He's uh, just superb. Right, let's go on to our fantasy studs and sleepers. Uh, I'll come to each of you for your. Uh, suggestions for the teams for this week and first up we've got brad for your stud qb this week <laughs> we talked about him quite a bit uh cj stroud um absolute absolute stud right now i think he's uh <coughs> definitely, in the, definitely in the chat of uh at least being i don't know offensive player or something like that i don't know it, it, he's going to get something at the end of this year for sure Definitely, definitely, yeah. Dan, what about your sleeper then for the QB? So, see, this guy, I feel, would not normally be a sleeper, right? But he's coming back from injury, so he has to be sleeper. That's kind of where I'm looking at it. And it's Matt Stafford. I think he Ooh. come back into that Rams team. He's going to basically rejuvenate their offense. I think Stafford's going to put the points up this week, so he's going to be my sleeper. Fantastic, and ultimately get be defeated. So it's just a shame for him. Um, well, he puts up the points. I'm right. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses. <laughs> That's absolutely <laughs> true. That's all that matters. All that matters. Um, Scud, come to you for the running back. Um, I'm going with Gibbs versus the Bears. Um, yeah, I fancy good. he's just looking better and better every time I see him. So I'm against the Bears. D. I'm thinking he's going to have a good, a good old time. He's so. Um and the sleeper, I went with Chandler for the Vikings against the Broncos. Ooh. Yes. Um, just don't. Whatever's happening with what's, what's his name again, Smudger? Madison, Alexander Madison. Madison. He's he's still in concussion protocol as well, so he's uh, possibly doubtful even to to make the. Aye, so to me, I think Chandler's at a good shout against the Broncos. Um, if it's going to be a decent game, hopefully they can get the running game going, and you'll take part in that. Yep. Ty Chandler was someone who was mentioned on one of the athletic podcasts early on in the season, the one with the uh, GM, the football GM had mentioned that he sees him as a, a player that's got everything and after a wee bit of bedding in period, he's going to be a, a, a bit of a force for the team. So yeah, I, I hope he does well. That's a great, great shout there. Uh, wide receivers, Craig, come to you for your stud and sleeper wide receivers, please. Okay, first of all, I'd like to offer an apology for my prediction of uh, DeAndre Hopkins as a stud wide receiver last week because he was absolutely <laughs> honking after seeing 11 targets the week before. But to, to quote Meatloaf, uh, Scud, you took the words right out of my mouth, mate. 
Um, I'm going for Tank Dell. I think he is going to be a stud wide receiver this week. And I also agree with Stud's uh, Scud's prediction of possibly a two-touchdown uh, performance from him. So he is definitely my stud wide receiver this week. Terrific, terrific. Tank Dell going to be doing things this week. Dan, tight ends. We did well last week with uh, Trey McBride. Can you continue the, the form? Uh, we never get Craig Sleeper there. We miss Craig Sleeper. Oh, oh hang on. Yeah, that's what we did. See, that's that's right. why you've been old. Holding that's, the fort that's... for so long, bud. You're doing well. Craig, go for it. Yeah, no, no, Brad mentioned them earlier on. Rashid Rice. I think um, the, the Chiefs chucking the ball around. Uh, Rice is hopefully going to put in a, a decent performance this week. So he's my sleeper wide receiver. Terrific, terrific. Dan, tight end. Uh, I'm in that situation where I've got two that could potentially be studs, but I'm going to pass one off as a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, stud this week, Sam Laporta uh, for the Lions, uh, the Bears, I think. Uh, that should be a matchup that suits all of the, the, the Lions uh, receivers. And uh, obviously, it's good to say about Gibbs, but I think uh, Laporta is a, it's a game that could be made for him to pick up some points. Uh, sleeper, I'm going to go a bit of a homer pick, Jake Ferguson. He's just getting better and better. Uh, each week um, against we've got a good matchup against the Panthers. Um, I mean, obviously we've seen uh, Lamb and Cooks pick up some good points last week. I think uh, it's a good matchup for for Dak to throw the ball and spread spread his targets about. So yeah, I'm going to go with Ferguson. I tried actually to pick up Ferguson and uh, with a, a trade with um, our Chiefs fans um, studs um, sending Kelsey his way, and I can't remember the other players involved. But um, he actually knocked it back because Ferguson has such a, a favourable run uh, coming up just now and how well he's playing. So I, I, I totally agree. That's a great, great shout. Studs absolutely loves Ferguson. He's, he's not stopped talking about him all season. Yeah. Does he realise he's no Barry Ferguson? Derek Barry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ian Ferguson. Derek <laughs> <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> um, Scuds, I'm coming to you for the defences then Who's your stud defence for this week? Um, I think, touched on it, you touched about there um, Dan, as Cowboys versus the Panthers I can't see the Panthers doing much to be honest with you um, So I think the Cowboys are going to hold them down to very little And probably come away with takeaways um, mm-hmm. Sleeper, I had down Chargers But I'm actually going to change it to the Jets that's how strongly after talking about that game, I think they're going to come up good against the Bills. No, oh, fantastic! Yeah, good shout, mate. Good shout. And finish it off. The one that everybody's been waiting 137, 138 minutes for is your stud and sleeper kickers, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope I've uh, lived up to expectation. Um, I'm going for again because the Cardinals are, like I said, they're one and zero, going for two and zero. Um, I'm picking. I'm picking Matt Prater because I think that although I think the Texans are going to win that game, um, the Cards will hopefully give them opportunity. You know, with Murray coming back, get them up the field. But whether they're going to have enough to to, to get into the end zone or not, because yeah, I think I think he's in with a shout of being a decent kicker choice this week. Fantastic, um, and your sleeper? Yeah, my sleeper kicker. I'm going for Nick Folk. Um, he's he's a pretty reliable fantasy option, um, and I think he's, he's he's a good pick for the, the Titans against the Jags this week. Fantastic, superb guys! This has been a marathon, a marathon, a slog, but it has been great fun chatting to you um, about football, and especially the the interesting matches that we've got coming up in week eleven. Um, 
Brad, thanks very much for joining us. We can follow you on Twitter at BritChiefUK. Studs, a, a huge fan of yours, of course, has already been on. Sing your praise on Twitter and we certainly will be doing the same. We'll be retweeting out your, your details there. Thanks very much for joining us, Brad. Oh, no, thanks very much for having me, lads. It's uh, It's been a hoot. It's been great. Yeah, we'll look forward to, to getting you back on later on in the season. Hopefully the Chiefs will be continuing to progress well and it'll be a, a great game this weekend against the the, the Eagles. Um, yeah. Dan, my, my hat off to you. I've, I've, I've not realised that you can't just come back in and just get straight in there. You need you need a good team around you and I've certainly got it with you guys here. So um, a marathon uh, tonight. I think I might be needing another couple of weeks off after this. Thanks very much for, for hosting over the past couple of um, weeks um, and thanks for your help tonight as well, mate. I know, Bob, I mean, I know you've now set the standard, so when I come back in next Thursday night, I know as long as I run to about an hour and 39 minutes, you can't get something like that. <laughs> no, no. We're, going to have a, we're going to have a crew meeting, we're going to have to rejig uh, this uh, somehow, rejig this somehow, because um, I don't think we've got to have enough bandwidth for the, the rest of the month. Another four podcasts, never mind the other eight or so that we've got lined up. Um, Scud, great seeing you again, mate. Hope. To speak to you soon. We're going to try and do a, a podcast focusing on the, the the state of the Patriots. Um, we're looking to branch out and do some, some standalone podcasts this season. Um, this is certainly one. We've got a, a great panel lined up for that and hopefully be able to get that organised soon. Hopefully before Bill Belichick heads to the, uh, the, the West Coast anyway. Enough. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about it when they're doing well. We'll have to come in and talk about it when they're actually at pish. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Smudger, great seeing you again, mate. Thanks very much for for joining us, and hopefully the the fights continue their charger and up the table. Uh, it was looking a bit shaky for Kevin O'Connell at the after three games, but guys are, are doing a tremendous job now. Uh, it took us a while to get going, but now nah, I've been enjoying the past few weeks and thoroughly enjoyed being on the pod tonight with you boys. It's uh, it's always a really good laugh. Really enjoyed it. So yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks very much for listening. If you made it this far, God bless you. You've done some some shifts there. Um, <laughs> leave us a, a, a favourable rating on Apple Podcasts, um, on uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. Get in touch with the crew if you'd love to be part of the crew. We're always looking for new voices, new uh, people to come on and chat about their team, especially as we're widening our, our, our fan base and the, the amount of teams that we actually cover. So if your team hasn't been on much this season, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but certainly, yeah, get in touch. I've been all over the place in an absolute disgrace. Um, and whether I'm back again in the next couple of weeks remains to be seen. Thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you.